0: these ritual practices um, to generate um, holistic fields. So when we um, make offerings to the shrine, to the altar, to the Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha up there on the, the table, clearly that little statue is pretty cool about whether you offer anything or not, it doesn't really matter. Um, it's not going to do you any favours. Um, It's not a refuge, but it generates the atmosphere of of refuge, it generates that in one's mind, one can internalize that quality. What is internalized has no measure, has no boundaries. It's deeply internalized, it suffuses and permeates. You may meet boundaries where you feel doubt, restlessness, confusion or just plain distraction. Um, then those are the boundaries you need to, one needs to linger in, pause, and breathe through, move through. Mm. If you trust something that feels right and good and appropriate, you want to take that, make much of it, and, mm. and uh, spread it, so it's holistic. Similarly when you cultivate the precepts, taking the five precepts, or myself, or the eight precepts, or however many you take, to generate this quality of of virtue and take it in and drink it in and let it spread through places that are not uh, resistant to that, which is one's craving or one's laziness or one's uh, tendency to cut corners and fudge things. (laughs) And look for easy ways out. These, you know, no, no, this isn't. This isn't beautiful. This is more beautiful. So when we cultivate forgiveness, you know, using me myself or this form up here, this image up here as a as a catalyst, as an icon to get that going. But still, this is very mutual. So this, is, I respond in like ways. This is. To generate this quality, come with thought, forgiveness which is a laying down of the regret, a laying down of the worry, a laying down of the bitterness or the grudges, laying them down. Yeah. And, and so this we feel ourselves um, reset, clean, you know, fresh, unbowed by. You know, what, what, the boundaries are passed when they feel difficulties in that. The idea is to generate that quality and, and enter that, grandeur of heart, the ability to move on, and let that, that spread, until you find in places where there are things that bother you, annoy you, uh, and, and p- people in your mind who irritate, and just keep working through those. So the, 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 the experience of blaming, or accusing, or being righteous also can be released. So this gives us a sense of a steady purity of heart to dwell in. We should not let the shortcomings of ignorance in ourselves in others bow us down something precious here. We should not let the faults and stupidity of others and ourselves bow us down. hinder us. So we have to express this this quality and to make it um, known because when we say that for that time when we ask for forgiveness we are humble and this humility is something to uh, take. ...carefully, mm. so we're not... Helps us to be less heedless about our behaviour recognising how we can cause offence we can cause people to experience difficulties that last for a long time through a foolish impulse that occurred for 10 seconds in no mind, we didn't check So, this sense of heedfulness, vigilance, needs to be encouraged. Mm. And then, as you cultivate this quality in yourself and in others, towards others, it's good also to ask your friends and associates and kalyanamitta and partners and so forth, please let me know. Please let me know where, where I'm getting it wrong. You cannot, one cannot learn on one's own. So, you know, the Buddha regarded this um, aspect of practice as a great blessing. To what's called skillful reminders, skillful um, admonishments. we are not really like criticisms, just this is where it went wrong for me. Or, so how are we going to know if someone tells us? It tells us with a heart of goodwill to your welfare and compassion. Uh, of compassion for your welfare. I think this is something you're not seeing. You know what it seems to me. And then we're, we're helping to be real friends to each other, not just people who who kind of you know, are either casual or patting us on the back, but people who see the places where we're missing. It. This is a great support. Essentially. We can't really, photo generated these systems and trainings and sanghas and communities to protect us and guard us and make us strong. <laughs> and this is the very important also thing to to recognise. You, you, one does need cooper cooperatives you know, in this sense. So, just to put in a few um, points to carry with you, it's this recognition of the, the value, first of all, the value of what we're calling devotional practice, but I, you know, words... but using images that potentise particular qualities of mind. Yeah. So, obviously, so here we have shrines, candles, flowers. This is just one small image, you can use a sound image, mantra, chanting. You can use um, occasion images, like this is the moon day, this is this this is the Sunday afternoon, this is the time, the sacred time. So you can make that, if you like, uh, something that potentizes this quality. This is the time just to just drop out of the running on, and, and value and, and um, archetypal and long-standing virtues and commitments. And, and understandings. This has always been the feature of uh, Dharma practice, and even before the time of the Buddha, people would gather together on the full moons, and new moons, just to do this. So this is very, you know, this is kind of what Sundays used to be about, you know, something like that. But here you can do this in many ways, the images, the chanting, the occasion, um, and uh, you know, taking core teachings and reflecting on them a lot, once you develop this capacity to, to st- create form, to generate form, you know, the body form, the heart form, the mental form, the speech form, then within those you can start to reflect, you can measure, you can use those to measure, to get a sense of, you know, what's the important piece in all this? You know? In all this heart quality, the, the values in that, the, the confusion of it and the strengths of it. So we're able to use a form that's carefully, carefully generated to bring forth the strengths of heart and to lessen and take away the impact of the wounds and confusion of heart. We use a bodily form to generate the strengths, beauty and blessing of the body and lessen The difficult aspects, the sense aspects, the pain, and the sense appetites of it, to lessen those. Use mental form, just the focus on using the mind as a point of question and inquiry. What's this? What's happening? Check in. Use it for that. The tapa vichara, the mental form. What's the point of this? What actually is happening now? How does that feel? That's what you want to do with your mind. Where is this suffering and not suffering? <laughs> which which is the place of ge- about to suffer, you know, generating more suffering, which is the place where? Oh, let's turn left here. You know, so you keep keeping that rather than just conti- using the mind in a way that is not for your welfare, just endless proliferation and um, rambling on, distractedness. These are the defaults of the mind. So within this we gen- have to generate forms to hold the mind, the body and the heart away from their places of disease, and distractiveness and discomfort and stress into the place where they build up together, they build, they cooperate with each other. They build up refuge. Yeah. So just as we need to cooperate with each other as Kalyanamita. As friends, as associates, as people who keep in touch and gather together and offer service to each other, offer reminders to each other, uh, act as supports and guides to each other, act as kind guardians and friends and parents of each other as we struggle along. Mm-hmm. Similarly, you have to have the body, heart and mind act together as a cooperative, to, you know, because on their own, they just... Get up to mischief. Just follow body appetites; it's going to take you to ruin. You just follow every impulse your heart brings up; it's going to take you to, into disaster. Every thought in your mind is going to take you to madness. But if they bond together, then they, they these it's like these become solid. It's like three drunks walking along the road; they hold each other. <laughs> They're liable to... just... hang on, they're liable to kind of occasionally come into truth. But on your own you just tip over into the ditch on the left or the ditch on the right. But where, we, where they do cooperate, think, hey, it does, actually it does, is that, that ringing of, yeah, I get this in my body, yes, my heart does feel steady with this, yeah, I can get a reference to it, yeah, yeah, that's it, that's meditation. Uh, and then, when these occasions to formalise that, and why is in, in the, you, and so we, we all need to cultivate these to repel the considerable power of the forces of ignorance that beset us, that become. Um, contaminated our, our world, mm-hmm. and our society and culture. The mm-hmm. yeah. They're so powerful forces. And you need you cannot deal with them on your own. Mm-hmm. You have to form collectives to deal with those. Mm-hmm. To to find your ground within those, to find your comfort and happiness and friendship and support. Mm-hmm. And we are capable of doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, As, uh, so one of the primary ways in which we are able to, to um, mediate some of that torrent is just sense restraint. You know, it's not the most attractive concept. If, if, we all, if we only believe in sensuality, sense restraint is a horrible idea. But since one recognizes the poor, the power, is how seduct, how seducible we are, by sights and sounds and touches and flavours and promises and bargains and opportunities and bonuses and perks and <laughs> all this kind of stuff, you know, the glitter glow, you pull back, because then you're going to find a centre. Without it, you don't find a centre. You get drawn out and then you're a dummy. You get kicked around. So it's something to cultivate and also cultivate... Um, Restraint in terms of one's energies. You need to gather yourself together. So, you know. And here, the, uh, the seduction, the lure is, just a bit, you work a bit faster, a bit harder, you'd, you'd, be better, you'd be better. A bit faster, a bit harder, a bit busier, then you get to a better place. <laughs> so that's that one. And one needs to restrain that drive. It's also deeply conditioned in. In, in the society, in the culture faster, harder, more progress, prom- performance um, you know, um, promotion, advancement and this kind of stuff well, you look around, where, where are we advancing into? global catastrophe <laughs> full speed ahead inequality not got less equal, it's not got le- more equal, it's got less equal as progress is developed. And this is one of the big, big um, scams of all time. You know, you you dupe people into believing this is going to give them the better things, and yeah, you give them a few baubles, a few trinkets to keep them going, and then marching towards less welfare, (laughs) Uh, less security, more inequality more more fear you know see how it happens this is you know. and it all seems so real and it, it is real but then to to recognize we're only part of that this is why we withdraw from that current and say what can you really trust yeah you know. This is also extremely pivotal, as I've occasionally said, and say it again, you know, being is, is authentic, doing is guesswork. Yeah. And you notice that many times, probably, I don't know, eight times, nine times, seven times out of ten, maybe more, the first thing that occurs when you experience something, you do something about it. You know, that, that's the reflex as soon as a, something happens, something comes into your mind something comes into your ears you hear a word, do something about it, do something follow it, resist it, think about it worry about it, you yeah. know, do something about it yeah. And th- so this is just blind And so the most important little piece is be something <laughs> first It doesn't take, shouldn't take that long to just be something. Even if being something is being aware of confusion, being aware of agitation. So the first cultivation of being is often just to be aware of dukkha, the first noble truth. So once coming into this is also sometimes not very pleasant at all. We receive the shock the impact of our reactivity, our uncertainty, not knowing what to do, feeling pressurised, uh, feeling there's a lot to do, concern we get it right, uh, hurry up, what do people think? It's these kinds of things that are so built in, we hardly, they hardly even get words, they're just immediately acting. Yeah, so, okay, be with that. It's not like you can drop into bliss, Drop into the centre of your of your reactivity. (laughs) That's where it's supposed to be. (laughs) It's supposed to, you know, for real. Drop into not your comfort zone, into into your place of your right in the centre of your reactivity. That's where you. In there, that's authentic, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, because this is the thing you have to deal with: the reactivity. So. Don't worry about it. Don't start complaining about how reactive you are, or being hopeless. Just go right to the centre, being aware of the reactivity. Now, you, I suggest you can do this in ten seconds. Doesn't mean you've got an answer. Doesn't mean you're not reactive. Doesn't just means you, you can. You can drop into that. You're, you can all meditate, you've all trained to that degree. I think I don't think you need a lot of training, really, to just go to awareness of the compulsiveness, of the reactivity. The real deep training is to stay just a little bit longer in that awareness. Just a little bit longer. Against all the pressure, could be another five seconds. Even could be a little bit longer. Can you bear with that? Can you breathe out into that? And then start what I call guesswork, which is just opening, widening. you prepared to get it wrong. Doesn't matter. Doing is always guesswork. You get five out of ten right. That's good. 6 out of 10, 3 out of 10, but at least what you're doing is you're referring to awakening intelligence rather than indoctrinated education (laughs) rather than programming doesn't matter if you don't get it right 100% of the time 100% is is a false notion there is no 100% that's the nature of conditional reality it's always, it's never hundred percent, you know If you believe it is, you, you, then you've bought a, a, a stupid lie So you're never going to get it exactly right but, you know, but we can live with it And if you have Kalyanamita, this is what it means, we can live with it That's fine, you know, i assume it was just a bit more relaxed than every we desperately trying to get it exactly right feel uncomfortable. There's that much pressure and agitation. Just just feel uncomfortable. As soon as it's like a bit sort of slightly well meaning a bit loopy, that's cool, that's okay. You know, I'm a human being, not a machine. <laughs> so that, that then you, when we're working with real people, as Kelly a Meter, that to me that's the level. That's the that's the pieces. And really the support of allowing each other to sort of fumble, try the best we can, get it wrong, and oh, tell me where I got it wrong, will you? Let's see how we can cooperate, rather than, I've got to be completely right on my own. It's not going to happen. So checking this reactivity, and to be in the centre of one's fear of blame, and uh, all that, and lack of confidence, and Desire. Mm. Then awakening, awakening intelligence can start to operate. It's mm. fine, it's okay, just take your time. Let's move out. We'll see how it goes. I'm with you all the time. Awakening intelligence, you're not going to lose that one. Once you've touched into it, it's with you all the time. If you just take the time to drop into it, you take the time to knock on its door, it's going to come out. It's your, it's, it's natural. If you don't ask for it, you're not going to get it. If you don't tap on the door, it can't answer. If you're too busy doing something else, getting on being busy doing stuff, driving yourself nuts, it's not going to answer, open the door, because you didn't ask it. <laughs> and that asking is in the centre of my reactivities, and my fearfulness, and my doubt. Be aware of that. And what's important now, just, just take a breath. Mm. So, that's often the first reminder, 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. See what is good. Follow the beautiful, follow the beautiful. Follow the good, follow the beautiful. Kalyana, the beautiful, the truthful, the good. Follow that. See where it goes. What else can you do? Being is... First, doing is second. If you get that, you know. I can't get it simpler than that, really. You know, it had to be simple. There's so much, that you know, so much you can learn, so much other stuff that you can pick up—Buddhism, meditation, Dhamma. I don't need to run through all that again. You, know, you can get all that. You know. So, you know, my little bit is to try to. Perhaps touch things in strange ways, and maybe make things, in some ways, more direct. Being is the first thing; doing is second. Doesn't take that long to do that, and then following it is a curious path of strangeness. Yeah. yeah. We are the unnameable moving through the unimaginable. There is no finality. We crave it, but there isn't one. The unnameable moving through the unimaginable. What do you expect? (laughs) (laughs) Crystal clear, (laughs) fixed solutions. (laughs) So take time to check in with that. So this is sort of... Day, day, daily life thing. You know, you can have the occasions, occasionals, where you really, you know, check in with your refuges and so forth, your assets, and then you have the, what I call the ongoing. And, you know, so this is something I recommend suggesting throughout the day, you can take those 10 seconds. The ten second 10 second pauses, 10 second um moments. When you're, after breakfast from the you your car, before you jump into the next thing, make these little break points when you just pause. where's where it rolling now? Where's it going now? So you can if you build those in a day, ten times a day it's gonna check some of these momentum wheels of, of our conditioning. So, this is how I practice. I've been really winging it for the last 50 years or so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, well, I've really allowed myself to get distracted, um, you know, and you start believing in fixed things, and finalities, and systems, and structures, and get distracted by all that. Yeah. But it is something to feel, this is definitely, we all can do this. Waking intelligence is there, possible for us. Mm. What else is going to get you through? You know, sometimes when I pause people think because I'm thinking of something brilliant to say, it's not, I've just stopped. (laughs) It happens quite a bit. (laughs) So I'll leave that for you, for now, (laughs) with my blessings. (laughs)